0: Delivering clear, concise, and entertaining content on demand, this is sharpertalkmedia.com. Join the community. Welcome to Higher Up, the podcast designed to help you take your business to a higher level. Get the latest news and updates on everything human resources. Unlock the occupational DNA so you can identify, select, develop, and retain top talent. And now your host, John Beck.
1: Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Higher Up, the podcast devoted to everything human resources and taking your organization to a higher level. Our guest today, very interesting, very interesting, going to lock some new, new ideas around the area of recruiting he founded HR Intrix in 2001 and grew the business into a highly profitable human resource and outsourcing management firm. The company's vision was built around a cloud-based platform for small and mid-sized employers. They launched their flagship product, HR411, in 2007. He built the company to the point where it ultimately attracted ADP to purchase the company in late 2009. He's held numerous roles during his six years with ADP, most recently the division vice president of development. He's helped define and ultimately establish the HR solutions business for ADP over the years. He has a track record of successfully scaling business, defining new markets, and business models. Acquiring companies, developing talent, designing, launching, and improving products, and expanding into new markets. He is the CEO and President of JetPay HR and Payroll Services. Michael Perez, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, John. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, we're excited to have you. And How are things in Center Valley, Pennsylvania today?
2: Things are fantastic. We're getting another hot and humid day out here, which is par for the course these days. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, um, how are things going with the organization? Things are going really well. You know, as an organization, we've uh, been going through uh, quite a bit of really positive change and direction and growth for the company. So, you know, some exciting times right now at JetPay. We're really, uh, real happy. Tell the listeners a little bit about JetPay. Sure, John. So we've been a company that's been around, you know, 45 years already. Uh, Really been a payroll and tax. Uh, services company, full service tax company for uh, 44 of those 45 years, uh, based here in Center Valley, which is greater Lehigh Valley, uh, eastern Pennsylvania area, about an hour north of Philly. And, um, you know, we've had, we have, a, we're very fortunate to have a tremendous customer base uh, that has been with us. Our, our um, cost, customer tenure is, is pretty significant and tremendous. Uh, we have our first customer, believe it or not, from 1972 that still, uh, we still service today.
1: Wow. That, that's a sign of you doing something right.
2: Yeah. We're, we're very lucky to have really long-term customers that that appreciate the white glove service that we provide. You know, we're doing, you know, we're really more than great payroll today. We're reaching further. We're doing a lot more for companies, John. Mm-hmm. We're doing a lot of work with companies and, and really what you know, today, I guess the term that's most commonly used is uh, more broadly human capital management. Yeah. Um, so we're really a full service human capital management company. We have clients in all 50 states but we do have the lion's share in our, uh, call it backyard of greater, of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, uh, you know, sort of the Eastern seaboard sure. where you've, where the business has grown up, but, uh, we're servicing clients in all 50 States, including Puerto Rico. Um, you know, and we, we're really, um, you know, been growing really nicely over the last number of years. Uh, the change for us has been in going beyond payroll. And like I said, uh, really being more than great payroll. So, but we're, we're doing it still with the same focus of service, right. um, bringing great te- technology to bear, helping companies from hire to retire and everything that they need to do when it comes to their employees, uh, including making sure they get paid and those taxes get done correctly. Um, but, you know, it's really trying to extend more and, and be a full service end to end provider. Yeah.
1: And, and Michael, what's the sweet spot for your client base? In other words, you know, for our listeners out there, what's the average client size or tell us a little bit about that? I'm sure you have of a full gamut from, you know, small, small organizations all the way up, but where does that organization really find that great fit for your services?
2: It's a great question, John. You know, we do have client. You know, with uh, with well over five thousand customers around the the country. Uh, you can, as you may imagine, they they run the gamut from uh, local small Main Street USA business, um, which is our bread and butter, like anything. Yeah, you know, that's where the lifeblood of the United States is yes. small businesses. Um, but I will tell you. That the demand for our services from mid-market and larger employers is has never been greater. So we're seeing more and more customers in the uh, 50 to 1,000 employees in size uh, that are really, really reaching out and engaging with us every day, looking for help on these areas. So that's kind of where things have been headed, and it's a lot to do with the complexity uh, that's happening out there today. You know, between the Affordable Care Act, right? Uh, it's been recent legislation, companies really need to make sure they're on top of that. Uh, now there's been some recent changes in the Fair Labor Standards Act, overtime rules uh, that's mm-hmm. adding, adding concerns for businesses. You know, they, they turn to us uh, as the experts to help them and provide them technology to make that easier to manage. So um, so we're seeing more businesses um, over the last year or two um, in that, uh, what I'll call mid-market, right, 100, 5, 250, 500, employees in size that are that are coming to JetPay and saying, hey, can you help? Yeah. Our largest client today has almost ten thousand employees. So we're not limited by size or geography sure. or in the United States, but when it um you know but they we do have um, a sweet spot in there of a few hundred to a few thousand employees right. that, oh, great. that really benefit the most from the from the automation of the technology and service.
1: As always on Higher Up we'll have a page devoted especially to Michael in this podcast and we'll have all of Michael's contact information as well as the organizational website. Of course, uh, for those of you who are looking to a little bit more, find out a little bit more about JetPay. Your, uh, we'll have all that included in the show notes on uh, on the on uh, Michael's page. Let's jump right into this topic, and I'll tell you how timely uh, in today's time of technology innovation and everything seems to uh, happen at a jet pace, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, everything happening, you know, uh, and everybody wants the information yesterday. And, and you've written some articles on these topics and what i'm really excited to hear about is trying to find that talent and finding it faster and easier ways to hire and on board and you're going to introduce us and you know for some it may be new and for others may have already been doing it but innovative and creative ways targeting the right people when we talk about faster better more accurate getting the right folks on. Tell us a little bit about what technologies are out there that companies can leverage to better target these candidates faster, easier during the interview process. How do do we streamline that onboarding? What's happening out there on the cutting edge of this technology?
2: Sure. Uh, You know, excellent, excellent question. So, you know, let, let me start, I think, first by, you know, just sharing a couple of thoughts around just the idea of Getting the right people uh, into the into the organization. I think anybody out there listening right now um, can probably relate, either currently or at some point, uh, with the frustrations of filtering and sort of weaning their way through the piles of resumes or the inbox of uh, uh, of applicants. Um, and for many companies. You know, when you talk about technology, even larger companies, their technology is uh, really a corporate website that posts their jo- that they post their job to, and then an email that uh, like jobs at or careers at um, the company name, and they come into the inbox, and then they have to go through and determine who they want to invest time in when it comes to interviewing, and and assessing potential hires for the company. Right. And uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't. Um, think it particularly matters these days if you're the smaller company um, or the larger company, you're all competing for talent. And the war on talent, as I kind of like to say, is um, is as strong as it's ever been. And, and getting fiercer and getting fiercer. Yeah. So. Uh, so I think it's particularly important to realize that there is a better technology out there uh, when you think about it. And I've been there as a, you know, uh, uh, you know, today I'm running, you know, JetPay HR and payroll services. But, you know, running my own small business um, over the over a number of years in the past, it was um, it was that. 11 o'clock at night or in my spare time that I sat there and went through the 200 applicants for the sales or customer service or whatever position it was that I was advertising for. Mm -hmm. Knowing full well as I read that email and opened up that, you know, paper resume or electronic version of it, that whatever I was reading may not be 100% accurate. Statistically, uh, you know, 40 plus percent of applicants uh, mislead or misrepresent information on their resume. So, you know, looking at that and understanding understanding that, you know, and then sitting there and saying, well, I need to book a one hour interview with two or three managers in the company that is going to invest that time. And the cost to me as a business owner or as a, you know, as a business in general, those were things that, you know, definitely weighed heavy on my mind. And I I always said to myself, there's got to be a more efficient way to do this, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and over the last number of years uh, and technology like applicant tracking broadly speaking has been out there for a while, but you're seeing uh, you know, the, the leveraging of media within the technology um, to really make that as efficient as possible. So some of the things that we're, we're seeing a lot of our clients do these days is using uh, voice and video in their applicant uh, and hire, applicant tracking and hiring process in order to, Um, more efficiently work their way through the applicant pool and more quickly make a hiring decision. Because to the point on the fierce talent and competition for talent, um, it is uh, more important than ever, in my opinion, that you work through your hiring process consistently and that you make sure that you don't skip any steps, but that you do it quickly because someone is going to, you're going to miss out on good talent fast.
1: Right. Um, and you know, there's a lot of organizations and I've come across, and I'm sure you, you you have too, is they're still in that dinosaur mode. I mean, it's a long, grueling month, 30 day, 60 day onboarding process, not only to onboard, but just to get the candidate to the door. And the days of that, how much talent you're missing out in, in that type of process.
2: With today, in today's, I mean, we live in in a world just by nature, uh, and I think this is globally, but even, but particularly here in the United States, um, that everybody wants instant gratification, right? Right. Mo- mobile technology has um, only uh, added to that. Um, the hot thing right now, you know, people are standing at their phones all day with this Pokemon Go I and. Mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> seeing all the buzz around that lately. <laughs> yes. Everybody wants to see something happening now, real time. And, you know, if you think about the millennial job seeker, which is, you know, oftentimes um, uh, where you're seeing more and more of the talent pool out there. Uh, when you think about the more transient workforce moving from company to company, not staying at the same company for their entire career, um, like that may have been more common in the past, uh, they want information quickly. They want to know more about the company. They want to know about more about the position. they want to know uh, when they're being considered, where they stand at all times. Um, so that follow-up follow through, that process, that is uh, is is critically important if you're going to be successful in competing for top talent. And again, And it's oftentimes misunderstood in my experience that, you know, a small company, um, a smaller company, it doesn't have to be a small company, but a smaller company says, well, you know, I am hiring a salesperson, but I'm different than the company on the street. It may not even be in my industry that's hiring a salesperson. Guess what? You're hiring a salesperson.
1: Yeah, which exactly. Means
2: that I'm using that as a for instance, but it could be pick a pick a, a, a role or a type of role. But, you know, you're looking for someone with the same kinds of skills, skills someone who can uh, identify, you know, new prospects and work them through the sales process and close and start new business or bring new business to your company and, and ultimately help you grow. So you know, in that example of competing for talent, whether you realize it or not, you know, you're competing, um, you know, if you're, if you're Main Street USA, to use that example from earlier, you're competing with corporate America, just the same for those types of positions. So what, you know, you have to be more creative. You have to do way, get, uh, find ways to get your brand in front of more potential job seekers. And when they come to, the table with interest, you got to make sure that you're in front of them uh, and doing whatever it is that you do as your process as quickly as possible to get to a decision of whether or not they're the right fit, because you otherwise you'll miss out. So
1: l- let me ask you, you have clients and, and you're familiar with organizations who are using a lot of, of video interviewing now. Are you seeing that as more of a, a moving trend, at least in those first interviews, or, or are they using that throughout the process?
2: Yeah, so one of the most common trend, or most popular, I shouldn't say common, but is becoming increasingly uh, popular trends is the use of voice and video um, and two on two fronts video particularly on two fronts so Mm -hmm. I'll share the first one the first one is during the application process so historically uh, if you really think about the hiring process and a lot of companies or folks listening may have this they've used a paper resume application or they've done something perhaps as a form of some kind on a website fill in the form answer some questions with applicant tracking the way it's going today it's becoming much more dynamic and it's and it's taking information from your social social media profiles Um, assuming you're making it available it's taking information that you select about building a profile about yourself and telling the company or the potential company about yourself Um, and then one of the ways that they're doing is they're saying instead of uh, asking the question for example, you know, write in a hundred words or less why you'd make a great hire for XYZ company, they're saying record a voice recording or a video, a 30-second video saying the same thing, telling me why you're a great hire. Mm-hmm. So think about the power of that compared to just the written word. While it's important to understand the written word and see how people um, present themselves in writing, the ability to visualize an employee Um, particularly if you're hiring them for anything that has, uh, for example, client-facing skills like a service role, a sales role, um, you know, pick your industry, it really doesn't matter, right? Right. Uh, You wanna know how do they present themselves? Do they take care, you know, for example, one of the things I look for in those videos is, does someone take care of what's in the background? Um, Did they actually dress up for the recording or did they, you know, take it for granted that it's only um, you know, a video recording for a job application and do it, you know, on the whim. Yeah. Uh, so those kinds of things you can assess. And if you can imagine that versus the traditional way, as I was sharing earlier, of going through an inbox and opening each attachment, reading a paper resume. Yeah. And making, a-
1: yeah, making the two stacks, the callback stack and the file stack, right?
2: Yeah. So now, now imagine I can listen to a 30 second clip or watch a 30 second video and make a quick assessment you know what? This person took time to present themselves professionally. Their background seems interesting. They had a good story to tell the way that they explained why they'd make a great hire, or, you know, you might ask them to present your product, um, whatever it is. Now all of a sudden you can leverage media like video and, and audio to much more quickly assess potential applicants. Uh, now, I, 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 so, I love
1: that Mike, because, you know, not only are you able to, and I like what you're saying about assessing the video and, and, it, you, you An organization can easily have, I don't to use the word form, but a process to where, You know, they they can go through the checkbox and even score it, you know, on different criteria that they deemed relevant and important to the job function or to the position or to how they're applying based on the performance or not performance, but the delivery, uh, the caretaking, the background, all those different factors that could come in, you know, clarity and voice and uh, whatever factors are job relevant, obviously, and then taking that information and putting it in some type of rating method to where you could say, okay, I'm going to move forward with this candidate versus. Putting this one to the back of the list, or vice versa.
2: Exactly, and that's spot on, John. That's exactly what you're seeing, and you know we're particularly seeing more companies doing with our with our technology is leveraging it in that way. Um, it's much more efficient. They're shortcutting the hiring process in many ways, because instead of going from paper to a phone interview to then an in-person interview, knowing full well, and we've all been there, right, where you schedule, whether it's a phone or in-person face-to-face interview, and a few minutes into the 30 or 60 minutes planned, you're realizing this is really not the right person. Um, you you can eliminate all of those and go only to the handful of folks in the mix that you feel have already presented enough of interest that you want to go further Um, and now you go right to the person interview or to talk to the second part of how people are using video is leveraging technology now where you schedule right within right within our product for example the interview right there it shows availability of times the the applicant can then choose what's best for them and then you use the video system to actually conduct the interview face to face but over your computer screen as opposed to having them come into the office which is time and, and money for for everyone involved wow. um, so that's becoming a bigger uh, trend as well and and we're seeing the use of that technology really helping companies make better and smarter and faster uh, hiring decisions so
1: are we talking about the possible death of the paper resume
2: you know, I, I personally believe that the paper resume and its in its true um, value has been long gone anyway. Yeah. I think yes. it's quickly I think it's quickly becoming extinct. Um, you know, just simply because you can do so much more beyond paper, you know, social media today is the other place where you see folks um you know turning to and and looking at, you know, what's being shared on a LinkedIn profile, what kinds of things folks are um, are sharing in their updates and so on and so forth. Um, so connecting that stuff all together is really where uh, the market's going, and, and I think where uh, hiring is is evolving to.
1: In your in in the process that you're seeing with organizations and whether or not your services deliver that, um, it, it, does the applicant? do some type of checkbox that connects. I, I know, like, for example, on my LinkedIn profile... Um, I can, you know, everything seems to be getting tied to LinkedIn, uh, uh, Google Plus, uh, Facebook. And, you know, you, you know, whenever you go for a new product or services, would you like to log in with one of these? And then you check the acceptance box, which is going to ultimately end up sharing profiles and things of that nature. So are we at a point to where the technology is where an applicant can opt in to, with an organization and share that kind of data automatically, where the system can extract that or is, you know, how social media and, and, and connecting into this.
2: Yeah, I think that you, you basically, you said, you, you said it, right. So companies, um, rather employees today are being given the option to link their profile to their uh, career profile in, you know, in a system. Um, So, you know, you know, as a, for instance, in our, in our applicant system, there's two sides of, of the system. There's the applicant side of the system where they uh, essentially provide their information about themselves, their career, the background, they answer questions, they provide the videos, etc. And then there's the employer side, which is where they're posting the jobs, creating the opportunities, they're managing workflow, uh, the hiring process, right? right. Uh, an employee can go in and make themselves a passive Um, you know, job seeker. So they may have applied for one position and and when they created their profile, uh, let's say they, for whatever reason, it wasn't the right fit, they could leave themselves out there and expose their information and bring in things like social media uh, links so that they could make themselves available for uh, search and and outreach from other potential uh, employers. So, so I think you're seeing more of that happening, right? Uh, you know, and, and, you know, social media is certainly playing a big part of that. Sure. And then what
1: about when we talk about, are we sacrificing when we talk about, you know, what's the balance between a quick application process and an effective application process? I mean, you know, a lot of times quicker is not always better. Are we losing effectiveness? Talk to us a little bit about the balance between those two points.
2: I, you know, I think there's certain things you want to make sure um, in the application process, regardless of the format. You know, being traditionally paper um, forms online, a system uh, on online, whatever that you know looks like for your company. Uh, there's certainly um, you know some some I'll call it uh, ABCs basics that uh, you want to make sure you you have regardless of the format. So mm-hmm. you know, um, for example. Uh, getting the the basic information about the potential applicant in terms of their background, what's job relevant, what's what's company you know relevant to your company and and the needs, uh, those things should be table stakes regardless of the type of medium that you're using to get it there. Right. Uh, you know, there's, there's things that people put in their application process, uh, that, you know, may or may not be relevant. So, uh, or how you use that information may or may not matter. So as an example, you know, a lot of folks uh, have been told over the years to ask about criminal history. Well, um, that's certainly something you might want to know, but there's, you know, there's, uh, it's, the question is ultimately, what do you do with that information and and how relevant is is it to the job? Right. (laughs) Excuse me. So, So I think, you know, those kinds of things are um, by choosing the right uh, format, by choosing the right components of what you're collecting, um, those things can make it more efficient. But what's effective is really going to be what's uh, properly suited for your company. And every company is a little bit different. Um, there's certainly some best practices and there's sure. lots of uh, information out there around those best practices. But, um, you know, but I think that's that's really um, where it com- what it comes down to. When
1: we Talk about, um, but, you know, for organizations, and of course, sizes vary, you know. Uh, what are we talking in terms of what, what do these types of systems run in terms of? Costs for an organization are they based on current employee numbers? So, example, you know, if I've got a hundred-person company, uh, we're working with a formula that mul- it's a multiplier by my organizational size versus an organization with, you know, two thousand employees. Uh, what, what, how how is that typically structured?
2: Yeah, so that, that's um, that's a great question. You know, th- there's a, a lot of uh, offerings out there as you could imagine. Um, there are varying levels of capabilities, varying levels of technology. So you have software that runs locally, um, you know, more of an application. Um, those tend to have a purchase price, um, you know, and then maybe a regular maintenance price for upgrades and things like that, and those can, are usually for really small companies in my experience, and they uh, can run from a you know maybe a few hundred dollars, um, you know, with a, a either a monthly, quarterly, or annual maintenance price of maybe you know again a uh, hundred to a few hundred dollars. Right. So you know, relatively low cost. Um, limited functionality, more of a locally run application that you can kind of just manage some basic uh, activities in. That's right. like that's kind of like your low end. Other than, when you start to get into a solution, obviously the. The most common, as I said earlier, is the inbox and the paper resume, but a lot of companies are trying to get away from that. Right. As you step up into different capabilities, there's uh, varying levels. Uh, most of that starts to go online in terms of uh, yep. software in the cloud, software as a service, um, and there's a bunch of players out there. Um, they tend to be monthly subscriptions um, uh, with some sort of uh, tie-in to either the number of hires you're making or the number of employees you have and they can vary, vary from a few hundred dollars a month to um, for really complex systems there's some very sophisticated enterprise systems out there that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars a month
1: right right um, sure. so
2: it really depends on the variety on the vary um, we've found a particular niche in this in the small, mid and even uh, what I would say to the low end of the enterprise market with a a per employee per month model um, or the acronym in the industry is PEPM, but per employee per month, P-E-P-M. And what we found is um, packaging that together with our core payroll, um, HR and other services is the best, has been for our clients at least, the best way to bring them value. It doesn't mean it works for everyone, um, but that's worked particularly well for, for our customers for whatever reason. Um, they get a lot of value. It brings them a cost point that makes the, the robust technology very affordable, and um, so you know, yeah. When we, I, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, and that and that um, gets packaged together with a more robust solution for their business. that again. Uh, typically includes payroll, tax, uh, support, you know, HR, affordable care, whatever else they need, it, you know, varying ways we can package right. that. but And that brings the overall cost for the hiring piece down because it's packaged together with uh, a more complete solution for their business. And, and I was
1: going to ask you on the uh, per employee per month type program, because it's employment based, so then you, you're looking at uh, un- basically unlimited applicants on a per employee per month basis. If you're using a company number as a baseline for calculation,
2: yeah. Again, again, every system's different. So if I'm speaking just broadly about the market, you're going to find variation to that model. Right. You, that's exactly how it works for us. Okay. Uh, I can obviously speak more specifically to, but uh, so yeah, so you know, it's you know, it doesn't matter how many hires you make. Um, it's based on the number of uh, you know existing uh, yeah. the number of employees you have
1: yeah I like I like that model we work from that same same model with our with our uh, solutions next question is it a la carte? in other words okay so I may not need a tax component but I might want an onboarding com- component I might want X component or whatever the case may be so based on the different component or modules if you will that I would imagine all seamlessly integrate, or work together. So it could be packaged based on the different needs within an organization.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we, again, uh, every variations of, uh, models out there. Um, I think you're seeing more of a trend towards, um, sort of bundled services. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you might think of an analogy just for drawing a parallel to, um, you know, your uh, a Verizon or an AT&T or your cable company, um, who will set. you know, if you go and price, just the phone service, I, for whatever reason, it is almost as much as if you got data and cable packaged with it.
1: Right? Yeah. You almost just get it. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so they're finding value in packaging things together. And that's just like an, an analogy that comes to mind sure. of how, where I think, everything including the hcm industry is going so you know um you know again because i'm more familiar specific to how we've done things but i could say it's it's probably uh, becoming more common for other companies to do the same is we've bundled things together to create the most value yeah. and we have variations of bundles so um, if you're a smaller company with basic needs we have sort of a core compliance uh, package of services that meets all the core Fundamental compliance needs a business has, from paying their employees to dealing with some legislative uh, mm-hmm. obligations. And then, as your business either becomes more complex or your needs um, grow, you can step up into additional levels of service. And and it just and what you do is you just get more uh, capabilities, more uh, features and functionality um, that allow you to manage. Uh, those things so you might go from as an example from a core compliance to like what we would call um, you know a, a core HCM component which now has things like benefits administration and open enrollment and onboarding for your new hires and um, you know those those kinds of capabilities sure. for, as an example which um, you know if they're important to you and you want to automate that kind of stuff that's how you would get that capability at a very cost effective way uh,
1: Our technology today right in the Palm of your hand, you can cut a video from anywhere, from uh, applications on your phone to Skype to you name it. Technologies out there, and generations that are applying are looking to use that technology to make their lives easier. And, and Michael, I want to take take a moment and thank you so much for uh, for joining us on on Higher Up today and sharing about you know what's happening in the industry and and onboarding and and trying to find that talent and taking those those steps necessary to make sure that you're engaging the best talent the fastest and what I'd like you to do is take a moment and so for those for those organizations out there Michael, how could we get in touch with you? Uh, give us a website, give us a number, uh, and again, we'll have all this on the uh, on the up page. But let's go ahead and uh, on Michael's Michael's page on on the Harrop website. But uh, Mike, go ahead and share that information.
2: Sure. Um, so first of all, um, we're definitely out on social media. So at JetPay uh, is one way to get us out on Twitter. Um, you'll find us you know in in other social media as well, but um, we're definitely actively out there. Um, from a, from our website, you want to get more information about the company, our product services jetpayhcm, which is human capital management so jetpayhcm.com and our toll-free number is 800 do my pay. Um, so, you know, we're always happy to uh, speak with anyone who has questions, whether it's about learning more about what we do or just even chatting about some of the capabilities, um, even if we can help and, and you don't decide to use for service. We're, we're just trying to help businesses be more successful and dealing with their employee issues. So um, you yeah, appreciate you having me on, John. It's been a pleasure and uh, hopefully uh, listeners uh, found on some of this uh, that we shared today uh, you know on topic very interesting
1: well absolutely America and thank you so much for joining us on higher up the podcast devoted to everything human resources and taking your organization to a higher level
0: Show notes, updates, and more on how to break the code to unlocking occupational DNA. Join the community at HRHireUp.com. And take your business to a higher level. This has been an exclusive production of SharperTalkMedia.com. Join the community.